0: Losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood. Defund the police debt. That causes a concern with a few in our caucus. But public safety is our responsibility. Back in July, you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Freedom is back in style. Welcome. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 184. And day 197, Joe Biden promised he wouldn't abandon Americans. All right, a lot of news on the plate today. We'll have some uh, Super Bowl talk at the end. I watched it alone, but I'll get into that later. Anyway, um, and I liked it. I didn't want to be with a big group of people. I don't know what that says about me, that I'm a recluse, a loser. I'm pathetic, but all probably true. Uh, Linda, I want to find out later how your how your cookies went over and your dip went over and whether or not people laughed at the crap that you usually eat. Um, But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh, We have a lot of Joe Biden news. Uh, African-Americans are fleeing Joe Biden. Young people are fleeing Joe Biden. We have our pollster, Robert Cahaley. He just polled the Senate race in Pennsylvania. We'll give you the updated numbers he has. Uh, Joe Biden admitted health care costs have exploded since Obamacare was implemented and passed. Uh, We'll get to that. Um, There is a win for the truckers as the Freedom Convoy. Now, five Canadian provinces now have announced... They're ending their covid restrictions, um, even though Joe Biden is pushing Trudeau to create some sort of confrontation with these with these drivers that have been nothing but peaceful. No evidence that anything Trudeau ever said about them being racist and transphobic. And I mean, he went down the list of the Democratic Socialist Party's playbook of calling people names. No evidence at all. It's, it has been a real peaceful protest. It's almost been like a block party. Um, if in fact Russia invades Ukraine, JP Morgan is warning that oil could hit a buck, $150 a barrel. Get ready. Hold on to your wallets. In other words, um, that would be a disaster. We could fix that, but of course, Joe's, you know, beholden to the new green deal environmental, you know, cultists, uh, that are in Washington. So that's some bad news today. I'm going to start in a very strange place because I need to set the stage for what I want to really talk about here. Now I know that we have people that are in this audience that know all about Watergate. I know people in this audience have heard about Watergate but don't really know the facts about Watergate. I'm, I'm gonna do a a quick summary of what Watergate was all about. It ended with Richard Nixon, then President Nixon's um, rem- you know re- resignation. Um, and it was a break-in of the Democratic National Headquarters by people indirectly working for President Nixon, and then what resulted in a cover-up by the administration, their involvement, and members of his staff, and the involvement of that. And anyway, it um, if if you look at what happened, it happened on June seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two. This was a an election year. And anyway so you have these guys break into the Democratic National Headquarters in Washington and they also were found to be bugging the building's telephones although they screwed it up the first time which is pretty interesting the FBI found that a the name of E Howard Hunt former CIA officer involved in another Nixon controversy in the address book of one of the burglars shortly thereafter investigators discovered a cashier's check from 25 grand from the committee for the reelection of then-President Nixon and the bank account of one of the burglars. Anyway, Congress, the Justice Department, the press began sus- suspecting a link between the Nick- Nixon administration and the break-in. And this is where Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein gained their notoriety and their fame. And anyway, they had a source that was known as Deep Throat who informed them uh, that the administration was trying to cover up their involvement, their knowledge of what had happened. Eventually, a collection of White House tapes that were recorded uh, conversations of them. President Nixon came to light and Nixon further incriminated himself. He orders literally the dismissal of the special prosecutor, Archibald Cox, at the Justice Department, who had subpoenaed the tapes. It was an 18, 18 and a half minute gap involved in the tapes too they tried to erase it as part of the cover-up and anyway so by 1972 Nixon was running for re-election and you know it's in the middle of the Vietnam the country deeply divided nothing like where it is today and anyway I I, there was no reason because this was never going to be a close presidential race Nixon won hands down he ran away with the election Um, But anyway, they broke into the national committee, Democratic National Committee's headquarters, stole copies of top secret documents, bugged the office's phones. The bugs failed to work. So a group of these burglars then returned to the Watergate building, hence the name Watergate, and were preparing to break into the office with a new microphone so they could spy on the Democrats. Some security guard noticed someone had taped over several of the building's uh, doors, locks. The guard called the police who arrived in time to catch him all red handed. It wasn't clear that these people were connected to the president, though suspicions began to rise. And then, anyway, it became August of that year. Nixon gives a speech. His White House staff was not involved in the break in, and most believed him. He wins the re election in a landslide. Uh, It later comes to light he was not truthful. A few days after the break in, that's when the hush money went to the burglars. Then Nixon and his aides you know, came up with a plan to instruct the CIA to impede the FBI's investigation. Sound familiar? It kind of is in so many ways, so many parallels here. Um, anyway, so Woodward and Bernstein investigate. They get a source. The source is called Deep Throat. They protect their sources. That's what, when as a member of the press, I would do myself. Anyway, so when Archibald Cox refused to stop demanding the tapes, he ordered—he was ordered fired by Nixon, leading several Justice Department officials to resign in protest. It was called the Saturday Night Massacre. Eventually, Nixon agreed to surrender some but not all of the tapes. That's where the 18-minute gap comes into play. And anyway, early in '74, the cover-up efforts impede Watergate, on March 1st, a grand jury is appointed, a new special prosecutor indicted seven of Nixon's former aides on various charges. Uh, and the jury, unsure if they can indict a sitting president, called Nixon an unindicted co-conspirator. In July, the Supreme Court ordered that Nixon turn over the tapes. While the president first dragged his feet, the House Judiciary voted to impeach Nixon for obstruction of justice, abuse of power, criminal cover-up, several violations of the Constitution, And on August 5th in 74, Nixon released the tapes, which provided undeniable evidence of his complicity in Watergate. And in the face of almost a certain impeachment by Congress, he resigned on August 8th. And Gerald Ford was sworn in as 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 president. And then he then pardoned Nixon for any crimes. Now, why am I bringing this all up? Because many of you may not know that. And why? Because it's relevant to what I'm about to tell you, because what I'm about to explain to you is a little complicated, but it is it is so beyond Watergate. It is so much bigger than Watergate. Now, I guarantee you, the mob and the media. Do you remember when they derided President Trump for claiming that Hillary's campaign had spied on him? You might remember that. Remember that they, they went after President Trump? He said they're they're spying on Trump Tower. Turns out he was right. What we now know because of a filing of John Durham, the special prosecutor, we now know, and he has this in the indictment, Michael Sussman, who we've talked about before, is lawyers for the Clinton campaign, we now know in 2016, paid a technology company to infiltrate servers that belong not only to Trump Tower, but then later, the White House in order to establish an inference and a narrative to bring government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia in this filing by special counsel, John Durham. Now Durham filed this in related to the representation of former Clinton campaign attorney, Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman is the guy that has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman said he has pled not guilty. The indictment against Sussman says that he told then-FBI General Counsel James Baker in September of 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that so-called demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Durham's filing in a section entitled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, Tech Exec One, at a U.S.-based Internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. Now, why is this important? Because based on what we already knew, what did we know before this? We knew that Hillary Clinton paid for, remember, she funneled money, her money and the DNC money that she controlled, to a law firm, Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie then hires this former MI6 guy by the name of Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele puts together you know, a series of documents that later become known as the dossier. The dossier, remember the words of Andrew McCabe, the deputy FBI director, If we didn't have the dossier, we wouldn't have any FISA warrants to spy on, then candidate, later transition team, later President Donald Trump. We knew all of this. We've proven all of this. The evidence has been overwhelming and incontrovertible on all of this. Now, at the top of a FISA application, it says verified. We now know that the dossier was full of lies, propaganda, misinformation that Hillary Clinton paid for that she got from Russia. And as early as August of 2016, even people like Bruce Orr were warning, you know, the FBI, hey, th- this is political. Remember, Nellie Orr, his wife, worked for Fusion GPS, and that, in fact, that this is not verifiable, says at the top of a FISA warrant, verified. We now know none of it was verifiable. We know in late 2016, early 2017, that Christopher Steele's subsource said none of this is true, this is nothing but bar talk. And then we know that they kept filing this unverifiable information, affirming to a court it's true. I've been warning, if we don't hold the people responsible, it's going to get worse. And this is exactly what, what, what's happened. Not, not only, it goes right to the Clinton campaign. This investigation has taken three years of my life. Everything that we've ever reported, our ensemble cast of amazing people, We got right. John Solomon, Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett. I can't name everybody. Everybody got it right. And now it's worse than what we thought. Now, if you compare this to Watergate, if you were looking at it and say, you know, Watergate's like going to nursery school or kindergarten. This is graduating from Harvard Business School in terms of what the Clintons did and how the media mob went with nothing but a lie to, to spy on not only a campaign, but on a president of the United States. Far worse than Watergate. And now the question is, will the country, will the media mob, the very same people that advance these lies and conspiracy theories and this huge hoax for three years, will they now start reporting what really happened my guess is no because they are liars with no character whatsoever and but i don't know if they're going to be able to stop this train of durham from coming now there's some conflicts in here we got to get to as well but uh, well, more on the other side. I'll give you more of the details of this. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN on number. Uh, anyway, the bombshell revelation in the piece put out by John Durham, the special counsel, that, in fact, lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology firm to infiltrate. Let me give you a, a real, a better description. In other words, to spy on, to extract data from, Servers belonging to Trump Tower. Remember how nuts the media, when media mob, they were deriding Trump. Remember Trump goes on with Leslie Stahl and he says the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. Leslie, there is no evidence of that. Leslie Stahl says, "Of course there is. It's all over." No, Leslie Stahl says, "The place, Leslie, they spied on my campaign. They got caught." Can I say something? You know, this is sixty minutes, and we can't put things on that we can't verify. No, you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. Look, let me tell you, we can't put things on. I mean, it's funny. It's one thing about Donald Trump. It's amazing how often he turns out to be right when everybody thinks he's wrong. Remember, he was talking about Osama bin Laden way before anybody else. But anyway, so not only to infiltrate the servers at Trump Tower, but then later infiltrate the servers at the White House. Now, if you're going to compare this to Watergate, it it's it makes Watergate look like, you know, basically stealing a candy bar from a, a, a candy shop versus this is the real deal. And of course, the mob, the media. How, how are they going to? How are they going to report on this? Because for three years, they spread the lies for the Democratic Party. They protected Hillary Clinton every step of the way. They never held the deep state accountable. They never looked at the dirty Russian disinformation dossier, um, nor did they and the fact that it was used as the foundation for four FISA warrants to spy on a presidential candidate, later a president. They never cared about bleach pit or hammers and SIM cards being removed in Hillary Clinton's case in their email scandal, which is in large part what she wanted to avoid and distract and, and make an allegation about the Trump family. How ironic now that we have a president with a family, an entire family syndicate that is compromised by all of the countries in question. I mean, the uh, the Russian oligarch, three and a half million to zero experience, Hunter millions from Burisma, Ukraine to zero experience, Hunter media. that got all worked up on Joe. You're not getting the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my zero experience son getting paid millions of dollars. The 1.5 billion dollar deal with the Bank of China, 31 million in other businesses with China through the Biden family syndicate. The lie that oh, I've I, I've never talked to my son about his foreign business dealings. Uh, yet he sat in on meetings and and he had to put aside enough money for the big guy, Joe Biden. And of course, the media even ignored the laptop from hell, and that's zero experience Hunter's laptop. Well, why should any of this 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 filing is? an example of spying on a presidential candidate and then spying on a president of the United States, and it's all being orchestrated by the opponent of the president, and nobody seems to want to care about that story? I mean, if you want to talk about a break-in known as Watergate, uh, how, how, how many analogies do you have here? because it was a break into the entire campaign it's the same thing as stealing those documents it's the same thing as the spying that resulted in a president that was about to be impeached resigning you know to what extent is are any of these people going to be held accountable now the former director of national intelligence john ratcliffe met with durham on a few occasions saying that there was evidence in the intelligence to support the indictments of multiple people into this investigation. Now, Ratcliffe had provided over a 1,000 pages of material to the Justice Department in support of Durham's investigation. Foxnews.com points out that during his meetings with, with Durham, Ratcliffe, who served as congressman, a, was a former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Texas, said he believed that there was enough evidence in those materials that he provided to indict multiple people. Why is this taking so long? I, I have no answer for that at all. It's inexplicable to me. I don't know. Just, the, the, just the, the lack of verification and then signing a FISA application saying something is verified without which you would never get the FISA warrant application approved is enough to get many people indicted. If any of you listening to my voice right now ever lie in a court of law, the odds are you're probably going to be thrown in jail. You don't get to lie before a court. And those that did it and did it repeatedly, look how arrogant these, these characters have been in this. <clears throat> Never been held accountable. Um, but anyway, Durham has evidence now. Who knew what when? What did you know? When did you know it? Those questions, as were applicable during Watergate, are quite applicable here. You know, it's interesting. If you go back and look at the tweets of Hillary Clinton, you know, trying to link Trump to Russia, she tweeted, Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank bank and shared a statement from the campaign's senior policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, the same Jake Sullivan that is now the White House national security advisor. Uh Uh-oh. And in a second tweet that day from Hillary Clinton, it's time for Trump to answer serious questions about his ties to Russia. No, it's actually time for Hillary to be questioned under oath about what she knew and when she knew it. But, of course, we only have we don't have equal justice under the law in this country anymore, do we? Jake Sullivan's uh, wife, apparently, is facing growing calls for recusal. I didn't know this till I read this over the weekend, and that is the top advisor she's a top advisor to the attorney general merrick garland and a lot of calls now to for her to recuse herself anyway she uses a different last name margaret goodlander serves as counsel to garland oversees special counsel john durham's investigation well part of this investigation involves her husband jake sullivan and garland's has uh, oversight over durham's budget the scope of the investigation the release of the report Durham is believed to be writing involving all this. Sullivan is married to Goodlander. Good for them. But she's she's not in a position where she's objective. I'm kind of shocked by this poll showing 60% of Democrats want Hillary investigated for this. Now, uh, Mike Turner says that he's going to hold hearings into the Russia-Durham findings if he is chairman of the House Intel Committee. And by the way, this raises another question. And that is about somebody like Adam Schiff, the the gutless, cowardly, congenital liar. You know, how is it that he's on the January 6th committee and he's the single biggest purveyor of election lies in the history of this country? Went out with the false narrative and lied repeatedly for years. He was the leading liar on all of this. You know, this where's the accountability for him? You would think those with the highest ethical standards on that committee that like to lecture everybody about fidelity to truth and the Constitution would would certainly call for his removal. But I don't expect that's going to happen. The parallels emerging between spying on Trump and Netanyahu are actually chilling in Israel. It's the biggest scandal that's been going on now as they try to prosecute the former prime minister. And apparently now this new Uh, what do you call Pegasus spyware, which is the most powerful spyware ever created. Literally, if they can get into your phone and drag everything out of your phone and they don't even have to touch your phone. They can turn your phone into a mic, into literally a bug and hear every word you say and even videotape you if your camera's in a position where it can see you. That's how powerful, and now our FBI is now bought into this. Anyway, in Israel, they hacked into Prime Minister Netanyahu's phone and people they want to testify against him and then they're presenting them with information that they know that they that they obtained the illegally to try and get them to flip on Prime Minister Netanyahu. And this this is becoming a very sick, ugly, dangerous world we're living in. And the constitution be damned at the end of it. Hillary Clinton for her part is set to deliver the keynote address the New York State Democratic, the New York State Democratic Convention, just as now all of this is coming out. He will deliver the keynote address at the New York State Democratic Convention this week in New York City, according to party officials. Um, Pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable. But everybody in the media, they went with this phony narrative of Hillary's because they didn't like Donald Trump. They're fine. The very same people that, you know, we champion. Where's Bob Woodward? Where's Carl Bernstein? What's his reaction going to be to all of this? Here's another question. Why are they allowing this phenom Russian skater apparently tested positive for illegal substances to skate continue skating? Anyway, but that's a side note. Um, there is a fake news CNN poll. 58% disapproval for Biden. Less than 7 in 10 African-American voters support Biden uh, compared to... that voted for him in 2020 because everything he does is impacting everybody's life negatively. The president seems to be losing it now. You know, you're a stupid son of a bitch. He says to Peter Ducey. you know, you're a wise guy. He says to Lester Holt, Lester Holt. It was not exactly the hardest hitting interview. He's a nice guy. I've met Lester Holt. He was doing his job, but it's, it's pretty unbelievable think the economy is going to get any better in the next few days i wouldn't i wouldn't count on that either um pelosi is blaming the 40-year high in inflation on low unemployment saying his mansion is not right the bill on his criticism of build back broke inflation's worst cities atlanta uh let's see the mildest is in san francisco gas prices are up to a seven-year high and now we have predictions by Goldman Sachs over the weekends that we might have seven interest rate hikes this year alone. Seven of them. None of that is good for any of us. And as the feds rush to catch up on inflation, uh, the risk of recession gets stronger every day, which has been predicted by even Lawrence Summers. That was Obama, one of Obama's top economic advisors. So we'll see what happens with all of this. Um None of it good. Now, I do have some good news. The Truckers Freedom Convoy scored a major win. Five Canadian provinces now announcing they're ending their COVID restrictions. This was in the Epic Times. And anyway, they lost the battle to keep the, the Ambassador Bridge closed, but the truckers had voluntarily offered to open a lane anyway. Canadian police have been clearing out the bridge of convoy and protesters. You know, threatening mass arrests reports I'm getting from the ground from my sources are telling me the cops want nothing to do with this, that they stand in solidarity with the truckers. They've got to keep their jobs. They're being ordered to be sent in and they're like begging them, please, we do not want a confrontation with you guys. We support you guys. So how this all ends. But anyway, five. uh, This is a major win, at least for now. As of Friday, five provinces in Canada announced they're going to start start to roll back their restrictions. US and Canadian authorities say the key bridge will re, will reopen, but the freedom convoy will remain. Um so that's some good news. Now, we're also kind of on our the edge of our seats watching what's happening with Ukraine as the Ukrainian president says he's been told the Russians will attack on Wednesday. I'm like, I'm reading this on NBC. Ukrainian President Zelensky said Monday that the government has been told that Wednesday, February 16th will be the day of attack. And then all of a sudden um, his team had to sort of walk it back. It sounds like Joe Biden. Well, he, he actually was clear that he was citing a date floated by foreign intelligence and media. He himself wasn't saying an attack would happen on February 16th. Well, here's a question why is Putin keeping why is he amassing even more troops as we speak and there's nothing you know I'm laughing at Joe Biden and one of one of the Kremlin one of Putin's you know surrogates is out there saying he doesn't give a flying Adam Schiff what Joe Biden does he doesn't care JP Morgan warning if Russia invades Ukraine oil could hit 150 dollars per barrel mmm That means you're going to pay even more for everything that you buy, everything you have. Uh, One story that is deeply troubling is Russia suggesting that it was ready to keep talking to the West and defuse the security crisis. What security crisis? It's one of their making. Now, maybe this was all designed to get concessions from the West. I don't know, but apparently Ukraine is buckling under the pressure, knowing that they'll get run over by Putin and his troops, and they're offering Russia concessions. What does that mean? that they're going to give them some of their country, that they're going to give them some of their country's natural resources. You know, it seems to me that our possibilities are far from exhausted, said a spokesperson for Putin. Oh, great. We'll see. Now, maybe at the end of the day, Putin's going to get what Putin wants, and it doesn't matter that Joe Biden has put 8,500 troops on a heightened state of preparedness or sent 6,000 troops to Eastern Europe or our Western European allies. It doesn't matter. Because it's meaningless to Putin, because Joe Biden himself said, what am I going to do, get in a shooting war with Putin? Putin knows he's incapable of, it's never going to happen, nor should it happen. 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know what I see in a lot of these countries? Corruption. Galore.